Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. So last week, Pastor RJ discussed fatherhood and the good qualities there since it was Father's Day. And this week, we have Pastor Mitchell. (laughs) Yeah, let's get excited. Uh, He is going to talk about stepping out. Good morning, good morning. How's everyone doing? You guys alive and awake this morning? Yeah? Amen. All right. Um, You might be wondering what everything's here for on the stage. Um, The first service we celebrated our grade 8 graduates, and second service we'll be celebrating our grade 12s and our college and university graduates. Um, So super excited about that. Um, My wife is a graduate too, so that's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, pretty exciting um, to celebrate. So we're super excited to celebrate. But before we do that, um, just to have a word that, you know, the Lord has shared and put on my heart, and I want to share it with you all today. But can we um, just bow our heads for a sec and close our eyes? God, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you're doing here today. I thank you, God, that you know each and every person. You know their heart. You know their story. God, I thank you that you are the same God, that you've never changed. You're constant. You love each and every person here and just desire to be in relationship with all of us. I pray that, God, you would open up each and every person's heart to receive today. That eyes and ears would be focused on you, God. And whatever you want to download to each and every person in this room, whatever they're supposed to take away, God, I pray that they receive it today. That it's something that just seeps in on the inside, God, and it gets down and it digs roots, Father, and I thank you that it has application. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing and stirring in our hearts. We give everything to you, Lord, and we just say, take it all in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Well, I felt this in worship. It's a little change of a first service, but I feel like we need to do it. It's a little bit out of the ordinary, I should say. It's a little bit of a step of faith of what I'm going to talk about today. But um, the Lord told me to do this early and to uh, right away in the service. So I want to be obedient. But if anyone in the sound of my voice needs a healing, a physical healing, can you stand up? Be bold, be brave. This is a physical healing. If there's any person in the sound of my voice that needs a physical healing, yeah, the Lord told me to be obedient to this. I want every single person that's around them, I want you guys to pray for these people right now. So just go around them really quick. Everyone, find a person, find these people. And we're gonna spend a couple minutes, I just wanna pray for them right now. The Lord wants to touch them in this moment and heal them. So wherever you are, just we're gonna take a couple minutes. Jesus, we just thank you that you are the provider. We thank you that you are the healer. God, we thank you that you are the same God who works miracles, Father God, in the Old Testament, the New Testament, and today, that God, you haven't changed. We just thank you, Father God, for cancer to disappear. 
for headaches and migraines, Father God, to be just diminished. They're gone, cast away. God, we just thank you for legs, Father God, that they grow out, Father God. There's no more back pain. We just thank you, Jesus, that you're healing just ligaments, tissues, and cells, and membranes, Father God, parts of the body that are not functioning the way that you designed them to function, God. We just plead your blood right now. We thank you, Lord, for your healing touch in this room, that, God, we step out in faith. I thank you that you are stirring up faith in your people right now, that, God, you desire to heal them. You desire to touch them right where they are. I thank you, Father God, that you are the same God. You're still doing miracles, God. Right now, we just command any sort of anxiety, any sort of fear, any sort of doubt and worry to be gone in the name of Jesus. That by your blood, Father, you've washed us clean. We just thank you, Jesus, that any sort of sickness has to go. Anyone that's not feeling well, that anyone which just night terrors I feel right now, that someone just doesn't get sleep at night and there's just this constant just thoughts going through your head. God, we just thank you for healing right now. That when they go to lay down to sleep tonight, God, that all they think about is you and your glory is upon them. Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you, Father God, for hips, Father God. They're out of alignment. We command them back into alignment in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you care about the little things, each and every detail of our lives for elbows, Father God, that are just out of sorts and out of place and there's ligaments and tissues and tears. Father, I thank you that you repair and restore even better than before. Thank you, Jesus, right now. Your healing touch is flowing through your church, your body, through those of your children, Father. Thank you, Father. You're reminding us today of who you are, of your goodness, and that you never change and you desire to see your children made whole. So I thank you, Father God, right now for each and every person that's being prayed over, God. We just thank you. We stand in faith and just say, Father, that the healing has already been done. That what was accomplished at the cross, Father God, when you said it was finished, it was done. So Father, our job is just to receive. We thank you, Father God. It's a proclamation just saying, Father God, we thank you that we receive by faith, God, healing in each and every person. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you. I know it's a little bit different, a little bit of a change up, a little bit of a mix up, but thank you. You know, if we can't do it here in church, where can we do it? Right? So thank you for coming alongside and for praying. And it goes right along with today and stepping out and what I want to talk about. Stepping out in faith. Right? It's, it's, it takes a leap of faith to pray for someone you don't know. Right? To take a leap of faith to, you know, I don't know the full results. I don't know what's fully going on, God. But it takes a leap of faith in saying, God, you know, I trust you no matter what. No matter what. And so we're going to talk about stepping out in faith today. Um, this is just such a huge topic that God's put on my heart. But I want to first start off with a story um, to start it off. I said this first service, but it's a good story. It's funny. Um, but my wife and I recently went on a vacation to Mexico. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We went on this excursion, and that's what I really want to focus on. It was really cool. That was like cave diving, zip lining, um, dune buggies. Like It was really cool. It was pretty surreal. I was like, wow, super excited to go. The only thing I was scared about was zip lining. I do not like heights. 
If you don't know me yet, now you know, I do not like heights. And so I like to stay on the ground, right? Everything my feet can touch to know I'm stable and okay. High ropes, forget you people. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I like, right? I like to be on the ground. And so as we're going on this zip line, right before we even get up there, it's like you have the person that puts the harness on you, right? And so they're like doing their check and they check it and they're like, oh yeah, you're good to go. And I'm like, do it three times, please. Don't, don't ask me why, just, just check, right? I need to make sure that I'm safe, that I'm okay, right? And so we get through that process, it's all good to go. And so we start walking up this like winding cement staircase to the, to the platform where we're eventually gonna jump, right? And so as we're walking up this, each and every step, I felt okay at first. And then eventually I looked down and I go, oh, okay. That's a long way down, Lord. Is this really the way I want to go out? Right? And, and I'm like, thoughts are going through my mind. And I am like, I'm like tense. I'm sweating. I'm like super nervous. And I am like, I look at my wife and I'm like, oh, wife, babe, Lord, what am I going to do? I'm like, I think I need to go back down. I think I need to go back to start. I can cheer you on. When you go, I will be at the bottom waiting for you. And when you finish, it's like we finish together because we're married, <laughs> right? So we're in this together. So I'm like, you, you, I, you, I celebrate your accomplishments. You celebrate mine, right? Package deal. That's how it works, right? No, um, it, I had to do it. I had to do it. But I was going back and forth. In my head, these thoughts kept coming to my mind. They're like, oh, you can't do this, right? It's never gonna happen. Like that's way too much. And I remember Lauren, Lauren was like giving me scriptures. He was just like, remember, perfect love casts out all fear, right? And then I'd right back at her, was like, but wisdom cries out, right? We're gonna go to Proverbs. I'm like, wisdom, come on. God has given us wisdom for a reason, right? Um, I don't see anyone in the Bible, right? Doing zip lining, skydiving. So unless you can convince me otherwise. Um, but so eventually I get up to the top. I take the steps. I make it one step at a time. We get to the platform, the area, and I'm like, whoa, this is it, right? And so the person, they like tell you, okay, you know what? Like, just wait here for a second. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Um, and then all of a sudden, right, they're like, go. But I was like death gripping that harness. Like I was just grabbing it so tight. And the person's like, relax. I'm like, you relax. Like, right? It's just like one of those moments. You're like, don't tell me to relax. Um, I'm tense right now. I'm like, you're not helping. Um, but eventually, as soon as they said go, I jumped. And I was just, yeah, right? Come on. I was so impressed with myself. But as soon as I jumped, I started praying in tongues. So I'm on this zip line and I'm going down and I'm praying in tongues the whole way. I'm like, Lord, all right, if this is the way I'm gonna meet you, then hallelujah, right? Yeah, so like whole way down, I'm praying in tongues. I make it to the other side and instantly, you know, what's going through my head is the song like, We Are the Champion. I'm just like, it's just going in my head. I'm just having a moment with Jesus. We're just sitting there. Right? And it's just like, we're celebrating in that moment. Lauren's giving me a high five. I'm all happy and excited, only to find out we had to go on seven more before it was over. <laughs> like, you gotta be kidding me. I looked at Lauren, I was like, did you know this the whole time? Were you, were you not telling me on purpose? I feel like I got tricked and deceived. My wife is not one to do that. So I was like, you're an honest person. So I was like, what is happening? But yeah, we found out you had to go on and it kept getting higher and higher and higher as you went. And so eventually you got to the one where I'm like, Lauren, this might be it. Seriously this time, right? Um, and so we thankfully, graciously, I made it through that to be here with you today. 
right? God was good. No, in all jokes, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Um, but definitely each and every step of the way, I had to rely on God to take that step of faith. And that's what I really want to focus on today is what does it mean to step out in faith? What does that look like? What does that mean in your life and my life? And so I want to just read what the Bible says first about it. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So stepping out in faith is trusting God with our whole life, even when we don't know the final outcome. Even when it doesn't make sense. Faith is, it involves risk and discomfort. You can't stay in your comfort zone. It involves stepping out. Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Doesn't say you will make your path straight. God will make your path straight. He will guide you. He will direct you. It's trusting that God will provide us with all that we need. He will equip us with everything to fulfill the purpose and plans that he has for our life. We have to trust him. We have to lean on him. And have you ever felt God tell you to take a step outside of your comfort zone? Anyone in this place? Yeah, with me. That you're like, God, if you haven't, I encourage you to have a conversation with God because you should have some moments, right? Yeah, we have all have moments, right? And so these moments with God, right? Where he tells us to step out. If anyone's like me, you have sometimes where you're like, God, I ain't doing that, right? Like, God, I'm, I'm not too comfortable right now. I don't, God, this is not gonna work out. And so you have those moments, those dialogues and you're wrestling, right, with God. And you're like, God, you must be talking to the person beside me, right? Everyone looks at their neighbor and like, you can't be talking about me because I'm not qualified to do this. I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not talented enough to do this. You must be talking about someone else. And we tell the creator that he messed up. We tell the one who designed us, who made us, who knit us in our mother's womb that you didn't do a good job. You clearly can't be talking about me. I'm not the person. And so I hope you find that person because it's not me. Picture it like this, like a radio like you're listening to your favorite song and then all of a sudden, you know, another song comes and you're like, I don't like that. So you turn the station to another one. But how many times do we do that with God when he gives us instructions? God, I don't really like what you said today. I don't really like that. So you know what? I'm gonna wait over here until you give me something that I like, right? Or till you give me something that I can handle. That sounds like you're talking to my neighbor, my wife, my friend, right? It sounds like you're not talking to me. And so you wait and you sit on the side and you're like, I don't wanna be uncomfortable. I don't wanna step out. It's scary, right? Letting go, giving control to God is uncomfortable at times, in moments. If you've ever done it before, you've experienced this before, but God is calling us to give up all of ourselves, everything, to not to hold on to some and to only give him a small percentage. God is calling us to give him 100%. Everything, all that we are, to let go of control, right? Because usually when we say to ourselves, you know what, like, God, I can do this, I can handle this, like, just stay over there, is God, I know what's best for myself. I wanna be in control. I don't wanna let you in because I don't know what's gonna happen next. 
I'm scared, I'm afraid, and so you know what? I'm just gonna control it, I'm gonna do it by myself, and you can just stay out of it. And really what we're saying is, God, I don't trust you. God, I don't trust you with my life. I don't trust that you have good plans for me. I don't trust that I'm gonna make it to tomorrow and next week. I don't trust that I'm gonna get through this storm. I don't trust that I'm gonna get through the passing of my loved one. I don't trust it. I don't trust you anymore, and we say that to God. And God is calling us today, each and every one of us, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, we live by faith and not by sight. We live by faith. We don't live by what we see in the natural. We focus on the supernatural, right? Our eyes are not down here, they're up here. We have to lift our eyes up because what we see in the natural can distract and take away from what God is doing and wants to do. Is we have to get from down here and get up here. But how do we do that? Only with the help of the Holy Spirit. How do we face challenges? How do we do this stuff? How do we do it? Only with God, only with Jesus. So I wanna lead with this question, which will kind of unravel the message. How do we step out in faith when we feel the Holy Spirit is leading us? How do we do it? How do we take that leap of faith? How do we step out? Number one, face your fears. The number one like tactic of the enemy is to paralyze you through fear. He wants to paralyze. He wants you to stay where you are. He wants you to think that you're not good enough. He wants you to think that you can't make it, right? Actually, yesterday, it was funny. We had a dialogue, Pastor Larry, Carly, and some, some crew. It was, it was funny, but as we're going through, we're thinking to ourselves, even your strength, even the thing that you know, you're really talented and really good at, in a moment, the enemy can take that and turn it and it can become your weakness if you let him. The thing that you're destined to step out in, the thing that God has called you and you're like, God, I know I can do it. All things are possible with you. But as soon as you just listen to the voice of the enemy for one second, it becomes a weakness. If you look at the story of David and Goliath, you see in that moment, Goliath could have been thinking to himself, David's a lot faster than I am. He's a lot more nimble. He's a lot quicker than I am. How am I gonna get this guy, right? How, what's gonna happen, right? David stepped out in faith when all of his family, his brothers, just fear hit them. They couldn't move. They didn't wanna step out into the battle zone because they're like, surely we're gonna die. Goliath is way bigger than us. When really Jesus inside of David was way bigger than Goliath, way bigger, right? But so many times we let fear take hold of us and to leave us stuck and frozen. When God calls us to step out, we may not know all the details. You might not know how it's gonna play out. You, some of us, you know, we like to see the end picture, the end result. We like to know where the puzzle piece goes and how it all, before we take that step. If you're waiting for God to give you, right, something to just drop it on your lap, you'll never move. You'll sit on your couch, you'll wait, and you'll just say, you know what, God, whenever you feel like you just wanna just give me that job, bless me with that money, like I'm here, right? And as soon as that doorbell rings, right, I'll know that that's for me, and then I'll trust you. When God is telling us to step out in faith, He's telling us to get outside of our comfort zone, to not get stuck in ourselves. And it reminds me of a story in Matthew 22, verse 24 to 31. The disciples are at sea and the wind is whipping against the boat. 
and they see someone walking on the water and it like appears like a ghost and they're like, what's kind of going on? And then they think it's Jesus. And all of a sudden in verse 28, Peter says, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. If it's you, tell me to come. I don't know about you, but I'm like, hold up. This doesn't seem safe. If I'm one of the other disciples, I'm telling Peter, Peter, I think it's time for your nap because you're saying some crazy things. You wanna step out on the water? And then the second thing I'm thinking is if it's modern day, we're developing a policy that you can't go out on the ocean, right? Try to step on water, right? During a storm. I can only imagine how that trip would go if I took all of the youth and we're like, all right, we're gonna learn how to walk on water, right? Parents sign this form, whatever happens, happens. And if there's a storm, right? Pray Jesus shows up, um, right? Like I can only imagine, but you see this crazy scenario where Peter steps out of the boat He starts walking on water during a storm. The storm is still happening. It's not like as soon as he stepped out, everything was calm. The storm is still happening. So he's stepping out and all of a sudden he takes his eyes off of Jesus and sees the storm. He sees the problems, the circumstances around him. And he starts to, you know, flail in the water and panic and say, Jesus, right? And Jesus reaches out his arm and saves him. It says, you little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Right? Why did you doubt me? Why didn't you trust me? Don't you know I'm your rock? Don't you know I'm for you? Don't you know that I love you, that I would never let you drown? I would never let you die. Don't you know, right? And so we see this moment and I feel like a lot of times Peter gets a bad rep because people are like, man, he did this. He stepped on water. He was doing everything right. It was so cool. It was a special moment. Then all of a sudden, Peter, how could you take your eyes off of Jesus? How could you not look, on, look at him in that moment? You're walking towards him. You're doing like the unspeakable. You're doing a miracle. Like how could you take your eyes off of Jesus? And he gets a bad rep because Peter, you failed. When really none of the other disciples stepped out of the boat. When really no one else was willing to take the courage to get out of the boat. I'm sure all the other disciples were in the boat and they're probably thinking to themselves like, oh, you know what? I'm probably better than Peter because you know what? At least if I was to go, I would have just kept walking, right? No one, if you are one of those people that after the fact says, you know what? It's like a sports. When you're watching sports, every sports fan knows the right play. You're, you are like, in your mind, you're like watching golf and Derek's sitting there and he's like, oh yeah, dude, you do this shot, you're, you're gonna win. Guy doesn't do that shot, right? Who's the smartest is Derek, right? <laughs> Sorry, Derek, I had to pick on you. I love you. Um, but every fan knows, right? And so in this moment, same thing is, I wanna have the faith of Peter to step out of the boat. I wanna have that little faith that Peter had so I can step out. Because that's faith, you know, in that moment, he was the only one that stepped out towards Jesus. He faced his fears. I want that faith. So I wanna encourage you to step out of the boat. Be obedient. Keep your eyes on Jesus the whole time and repeat that process again and again, right? Constantly keep your eyes on Jesus. Step out in faith and meditate on scriptures that stir up faith. That's huge. Like, when you feel like you're facing fears that are just bombarding your mind, is we're called in Romans to renew our mind, to transform it day by day, and that's moment by moment. What it says in 1 John 4.18, perfect love drives out fear. Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. 
I will uphold you with my righteous hand. We need to know that you're never alone. Jesus is with you. He's with you in the storm. He's with you when it's uncomfortable. He doesn't say, you know what, good luck out there. Hope you can make it. Hope you don't drown. Jesus is with you each and every part. Number two, surrender to God's will. God is gonna ask you throughout your journey in life, he's gonna ask you to surrender things so he can do things that are way beyond your imagination in and through you. He wants to do greater things, but he's gonna ask you to surrender some things in your life. And when God does, it may not be something that's inherently bad, but it's something that's distracting you or delaying his calling on your life. And when we're saying these things, I wanna give some examples. So money isn't bad on its own, but if you're obsessed with money, then is Jesus really Lord of your life? If you're obsessed with money and God tells you, hey, go bless your neighbor, give him this amount, and you're like, no, I can't do that, Lord. I have to, you know, fend for myself. I earn this. If you're obsessed with money, then you won't be generous. And then it turns and twists. Sports aren't evil, but if it's all you live for, then who's sitting on the throne of your life? If sports is all that consumes you and you care more about a game than people's hearts, what are we doing? At the end of the day, what does it really matter? Movies and TV shows aren't wrong to watch. I mean, some are. Um, But the issue becomes when God tells you to go cut your neighbor's lawn and you're like, God, I'm too busy binge watching this TV show. I can't do it now. And actually, conveniently too, I can't do it tomorrow. Maybe inconvenient. Sorry, God. Right? Relationships aren't from the devil, but they'll never bring you fulfillment. And they can distract you from the Lord's assignment on your life when you're desperately seeking for that one person and can't think about anyone or anything else. When you're so focused on things, it's distracting from your relationship with God. Matthew 22, verse 37 to 38 says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, to love God with all inside of you. How can you love God with everything inside of you when you just are consumed with money? When you're consumed with relationships, when you're consumed with your favorite hobby, how can you love God? Surrendering is something we need to do daily, multiple times a day. So my question for you that I feel the Holy Spirit wants to ask every one of you is, in what area do you need to surrender to God? What area of your life is God calling you to lay it down? It might be a season, might be your life, time, but what area? Finances, relationships, worry, control, hobbies, your future. And then a question after that is what's stopping you? What's preventing you from letting go and giving it all to God. Let go, surrender. Watch what God does in your life as you let go and surrender. Watch what he does. You'll never be disappointed. You'll never regret waiting. You'll never regret letting that thing go because you'll realize that the things of this world are temporary. And the things that he has for you are eternal and have lasting value and impact. Number three, rely on God. In order to rely on God, in order to, you know, have a relationship with God, you have to spend time with him. You need to abide with God. You need to do life together. It's so important. First Thessalonians 5, 17 says, pray without ceasing. That's in constant communication with God. That's dialoguing all the time. 
It's not something where you just get up in the morning and you say, you know, I'm gonna do my prayer and then, you know, I'm good for the day. It's praying throughout the day. It's talking with God constantly, just like you would a friend, a family member. It's having constant dialogue with God to get to know him, to be honest with him. Relationships are built by being intentional and honest. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You know, the Lord convicted me of something recently. My relationship with him is that I wasn't being honest with him in our conversations. I was talking with God about things that I was frustrated about, things that weren't going well. And I would, you know, or when I messed up and made mistakes, I would just tell God, you know what? Hey God, this is kind of how the snippet of the story goes. I'll give you the quick summary. And then God, I'm sorry for doing that. I'm sorry for being mad. And then I move on. And I think that everything is covered. And what God was saying to me is, hold up. You missed your healing, full restoration. You're not being honest with me. You're not telling me everything that's happening. God knows all the details already. He knows what happens, but he desires to build that relationship. You have to be honest. It's the same thing with my wife. If I want my wife to gain my trust and her to have my trust, we have to talk and fully disclose what's going on, why we did certain things that we did, even when we don't feel like it. And with God, he wants us to tell him everything, not just what happened, why. Why did that happen? Go through the process with him, be honest, because God wants to say to others today too that your healing and restoration is through that. It's being honest. It's truth-telling. It's that confession moment when you're honest with God and saying, hey God, this is what I've been going through. This is my struggle and this is why. And God can pour his redemptive life and knowledge and revelation right into you in that moment and brings restoration and healing. But it's only as you tell the truth, not a partial truth, the whole thing. It's so important. It's so huge. As you seek and trust God, one step at a time, you'll gain confidence for the next step. As you trust God, it's a one thing. Don't be concerned or worried about, you know what, the finish line's over there, I gotta get there. It's one step at a time. Whatever God tells you today in this moment is being obedient to his voice and taking that step of faith. And then you know what, when that step of faith happens, the next one, it gets easier as you trust God as you build a relationship with him, as you love him and you come to find out that he is your rock. You know, David wrote from a place in Psalm of abiding with God. In Psalm 118, or Psalm 18, sorry, verse one to two, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I encourage each and every person here Write down the small victories of faith that you have with God. Whatever it is, those victories, those battles, those things that you go through when you step out, God calls you to, and you you make it through the other side. Don't forget in that moment of, of saying, thank you, God, write it down. Because when you go through trials, tribulations, and things, look back on those moments. Remember how when you face that Goliath, you know what? You know, I'm facing this Goliath right now, but I've faced this many before. And God has brought me through every single time. You remember like David, because David's writing from a place of facing many enemy, enemies, right? Many enemies. He's going through many seasons of hard times and God is his rock because he's been through it. And God has been there the whole time. And so he knows that he can trust him. He knows that he's not alone. And then 
One of my favorite things to do is to find stories in the Bible that stir up faith, that ignite faith inside of you. I love Hebrews 11, um, as was read earlier on the screen, because it stirs up faith with stories like Noah building the ark, Abraham stepping out on unknown land, Sarah having a child after being barren and labeled as being too old, Moses' parents hiding him as a baby, Moses and the people passing through the Red Sea on dry ground. Like God's just getting started. You know, like in this word, it's so huge. Like this is not a finished book. It's still going today with you and I. All of our stories. God is still continuing to write this, to fill it out as he calls you to step out in faith as that this is an open book. This is something that is just, it's a tool, it's a guide, it's what God's blessed us with, but the stories are still being written of faith, of what God's doing. What God did before is nothing compared to what he wants to do now and in the future. Don't get caught up in what it looked like before in the package it arrived in. You know, we can look sometimes and be like, I'll never be like Noah. I'm not building an ark. I don't even know what the first thing to do, right? Do we go to Lowe's? Like, where do we go? Um, go see Jeremiah maybe. Um, but right, what do we do in these moments? Don't look about, worry about the packaging and how it looks. Just be obedient to what God calls on your life, the assignment, what he nudges you. When God says, step out in faith and love your neighbor, go talk to them, go bless them, smile. Whatever he's calling you to do is be obedient because everyone's assignment is different. You can't look at your neighbor and compare because your neighbor has a different instruction from God. We're all special, unique, and important. And God speaks directly to you. He's so personal that he knows you. He knows every single gifting he's given you and what you can handle through him, with him. So it's important to lean on God as your rock, as your strength. But know too that I want everyone to do communion because this is family. These guys are for you. You can come to these guys at any time. If you need a word of prayer, of encouragement, or just someone to be there to listen, we're here for you. We love you. And so, ah. God, I just thank you for this bread. I thank you for this moment that we get to share together, that your body was broken for each and every one of us, that no one would miss out God, you're so inclusive that you desire for each and every person to come as they are, to surrender to you, to give everything. And I thank you, Jesus, for every single life. I thank you, God, for every single person in the sound of my voice that, God, you paid the price for them. And then there's nothing that they could do to make you love them less. That God, you are constant, that you are steady through the trials, through the tribulations. God, God, you love them, that you're for them, that you took beatings, you showed your love. You didn't just talk about, but you demonstrated it, Father, by dying on the cross. And so we take this in remembrance of you, God, the price that was paid, the price to make us whole, set free, delivered in the name of Jesus. God, we just thank you for the cup. We thank you for your blood that was spilled out, your precious blood. 
that God, you wash the slate clean. You wipe sin completely free. And all we need to do, God, is come to you. Come as we are and say, Jesus, we need you. Come into our hearts, come into our lives. By your blood, Father God, we've been healed and set free. You paid the ultimate price, God, so we didn't have to. And I thank you that you're watching over us. You're protecting us. You're guarding us. Thank you for all these students that are on stage, Father God, and the ones that aren't but graduated. God, I pray that you continue to help them to lean on you. No matter what happens, God, that they would feel your presence and know your voice. That your voice would drown out all the noise around them. God, that give them ears to hear, eyes to see what you're doing in the supernatural. That, God, they would look above their circumstance. They would look to you. I thank you, Jesus, that there is a lion inside of their lungs just waiting to explode. Wherever they go next, God, whatever their hands touch and wherever their feet go, that there is prosperity that there is blessing, that there is a light, Father God, that shines and exposes the darkness. We thank you, Father, that through their surrender, through their obedience, their yes, God, that you transform their lives and those around them. I thank you, Jesus, for a special moment that we get to celebrate them today. We thank you for their lives, God. We thank you that they made it here today and that you're not done with them yet but you're just getting started. So God, we lean into you. We thank you for every person here, God, in the sound of my voice, that you love them so deeply. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, Pastor Mitchell. Well, Windsor Christian Fellowship, the word says that he is faithful to complete the work that he began until the day of Jesus Christ. And my prayer for all of these graduates today and for all of you is that he'll continue working in and through us to sanctify us and bring us into a greater revelation of his truth each day that we're here on planet Earth. I'll encourage all of you to step out in faith this week. Go share the love of God with someone. Pray, listen to what the Holy Spirit activates inside of your life and share love, share hope, share faith with others. Windsor Christian Fellowship Church, you have been equipped, now go. If you need prayer for whatever reason, the altars are open. God bless you.